Go Your Own Way is brought to you by HCN, your source for original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news. Enjoy the adventure! Hello and welcome back to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where we do things do things and say things in bed <laughs> mm. I am in bed nice oh. so this is one of your hosts Peter and usually when I say that you guys don't like to respond after that so I'll say that I'm also joined by our two co-hosts Jen hi and Eric hello I'm in bed. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. Visuals. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm not going to ask whether you have clothes on. Oh, no. I- I'm clothed. That's the... You're supposed to be, like, leaving it up to the imagination or whatever. Next time. <laughs> Let's take it slow. So what's going on? Oh, yeah, Eric, you uh, you chose the story this week. or I did. You were supposed to anyway. I did. All right. I did choose the story this week. It is called uh, Clover 7, Ace Attorney, Episode 2, The Party Killer Turnabout. Wow. Which I, I think may win points for the longest title yet. I think so. It is written by Silverman. Step into the shoes of Clover 7, a fresh new attorney with only one win behind his belt. Finding the truth is his goal, to unravel the secrets others try to hide. He's back for a second round of the courtroom drama. Not everything is is as it seems, and things will only get harder when Korndorf enters the scene. Can you solve the mystery and find the truth? Uh, We have four endings. Score zero is a guilty verdict, which means uh, that we lose. Okay. One is a not guilty verdict with a rank of C... And then two is B, and three is A. So we get letter grades for solving mysteries? Yes, we do. Uh, And I don't know if either of you have played the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games, but this is based on that basic system. Okay, I've never heard of that. I've heard of it, but I've never played them. I have briefly picked them up before, but that was probably back in high school. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, clearly now, we are the right people to be doing this. I mean, we've all watched Judge Judy, right? Oh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Well, I cry into my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Forever alone. Oh, okay. Well, two things. One, sorry, listeners, we're a bit slow tonight. But we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll speed it up here. Uh, two things. One, that story, whatever it was called, um, is available on chooseyourstory.com. So if you want to play along with us as you listen, then go ahead. But if you don't, then ignore that. <laughs> the second thing is we need to come up with characters before we start our journey. Oh, goodness. And yeah. I Should I we come up with attorneys since we're playing an attorney? Damn it. <laughs> Does anybody know any attorneys besides Johnny Cochran? Can I be Judge Judy? Oh my gosh. You could tell, you can always be Judge Judy. I want to be Macklemore. He probably has a law degree. <laughs> okay. Can I be the angry Jack Nicholson dude in A Few Good Men? Yes. 
absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. Hey, Eric, remember um, when we were talking, not on this show, but we were talking about that one site that has all those um, like porn parodies of shows and yes. stuff? Goodness. Don't worry, there was context to this. We weren't just being creepy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, do you think there is a parody of Judge Judy called Judge Booty? Oh, oh. if there isn't, there should be. We need to make that. Yeah. We'd be so rich. That's a good idea. You're genius, <laughs> Peter. Well, we can make this happen. You listeners can make it happen by giving us money. That's right. If you'd like to see Judge Booty, <laughs> go ahead and send us some money on PayPal. So, uh, in the spirit of not cheating, I did not start that story before I chose it. And you have to enter a password from the first story. <laughs> so oh, we're no. going to play the first story in this series. <laughs> wow, guys. We are so prepared. We are the most um, prepared. Yeah, It didn't say that in the description. How was I supposed to know? Right. I didn't know. Well, why weren't we just going to start with the first episode to begin with? Well, because I assume the second episode would be better. Nice. <laughs> See what happens when you spend all day lying in bed. Your brain turns into mush. Yeah, it's a or problem. Or when you spend all day watching Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't imagine my job mostly being telling people to shut the hell up. Uh, okay, so I we can. will be playing... <laughs> it's an awesome so job. <laughs> Alright, we designate you to be that job on the show for now on, Jen. Guys, shut the hell up. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so we are now playing Turnabout Museum. Uh, the first in the Clover 7 Ace Attorney series. Cool. Alright. Are we ready to start? No. What do you need, Peter? Would you like a goldfish? Do you need some chips? Would you like some nachos? Um, yes, too. Guys, shut up. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> So much power. Hello, and welcome to Clother 7, Ace Attorney. Before you begin playing, you must know the basic procedure of court in the Ace Attorney series. Basically, the prosecution will call a witness. It is the defense attorney's job to cross-examine the witness. More on that below. To see if his testimony holds any contradictions. A contradiction is basically a statement that does not add up with the facts. Yes, Thank you for explaining contradictions to us. <laughs> Dude, some people don't know English. <laughs> then they shouldn't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> or don't use the word contradictions. I, I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Okay. When the prosecution calls a witness, <laughs> he will testify, and you must cross-examine that testimony. While you cross-examine him, you have basically two options for each section of it. You can either press the statement or object to it. When you press a statement, Clover will ask a question for further information. Be careful, though. Sometimes if you press on a wrong statement, you will lose a portion of your health. What? I love how in a courtroom we have health points. Right? If you ask a question that the witness Damn. doesn't like, he stabs you in the neck. <laughs> Dude, that's how it would go down in my courtroom. 
Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Do you have your stab and neck knife? (laughs) (laughs) Alright. When you object to a statement, you are saying that something in that statement goes against what is stated in the court record. When you object, you must present the evidence you think goes against that statement. To present evidence, simply use the item you wish to present. There are basically two types of evidence you can present. There is evidence, actual physical items, and profiles, a brief overview of each person. You can present either of which as evidence against the statement. When you object to the wrong statement, present the wrong evidence, make the wrong choice, or press a statement that should not be pressed, you will lose a certain percentage of your health. If your health hits zero, your client will be found guilty, and you will lose your case. And die. And die. Why don't they? Why didn't they just call it like credibility points or something? I know they called it health. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if maybe the writing system for this will only allow you to call it health. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if that is the case. But no, because we have like food days on the last one we did. Yeah. So clearly, you can have the counter called something else. I don't know. Maybe this is a different courtroom where if you lose your case, you die. Yes. Your client gets seven years, but you, you get the gallows. <laughs> okay. December 23rd, courtroom lobby number three. Clover. Ugh, I'm so nervous. My first time in an actual court trial and a murder case at that. Stay calm, Clover. Just remember what you learned in law school and you'll be fine. <laughs> Green. Clover, are you alright? It looks like you're shivering. You don't have a cold, do you? Clover. Oh, hi, Ed. No, I'm okay. Just kind of nerve. Alan. Seven. Please, you have to help me. I didn't kill Kyle. I swear I didn't. Please. Clover. Whoa. Alan, how are you today? (laughs) Alan. Horrible. Everyone is treating me like I'm some sort of criminal. Clover. Um, Alan, you do realize you're on trial, right? Alan, oh, yeah, but I swear I didn't do it. I didn't kill Kyle. Green, relax, Alan. If you are truly innocent, then Clover and I will get you an acquittal. Alan, well then. Bailiff, court is ready to commence. Please enter the courtroom now. Green, before you go, Clover, here's the court record. Clover, oh, thanks, Ed. All right, here goes nothing, but first I'd better take a close look at the court record. Okay, we have an attorney badge. We have Kyle's autopsy report. We have a spiked pole. Hell yeah. Uh, We have our own profile. Edward Green's profile. Steve Korndorf's profile. Judd Nurnberger profile. Kyle Itkin profile. And the Alan Lanigan profile. Ooh, do we need to read? So, what are we these? supposed to do? Are we supposed I... to say things to the court with these things? I guess we should look at the autopsy report because some dude is dead. Yeah, no, that's probably a good idea. Okay, died oh. immediately from stabbing at waist level. Body contained trace amounts of oh. water. I thought all that meant that happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is Kyle's autopsy report. Yes, I'm paying attention now. Uh, died immediately from stabbing at waist level body contained trace amounts of water all around his body killed on December 21st at 1am 
The spiked pole, the supposed murder weapon, has Alan's fingerprints all over it. It is very heavy and a bit taller than the average person. So it's a pretty good-sized spiked pole. The Judge Nurnberger profile is an honest old guy who uses a golden key for a gavel for some odd reason. What? Nurnberger. that in mind. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, the Kyle Itkin profile. Victim in this case. Worked at the museum doing various odd jobs. See the autopsy report for details. And the Alan Lanigan profile. Client. Main suspect in the case. He collects swords and spiked objects. Worked at the museum. This is not looking good. So, he killed himself on accident. No, the accused collects swords and also works at the museum. And the dead guy got stabbed. Right. Wait, I thought it said... What do you... Oh, I got confused. See, I would make a terrible lawyer. Yeah, you would. (laughs) Ellen, I understand that you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Judge, the case of the people of Washington versus Alan Lanigan will now come to order. Are both the defense and the prosecution ready to begin? Korndorf, who is the prosecution. The prosecution is ready, Your Honor. Clover, the the defense is, um, ready, Your Honor. Judge, defense, you don't sound very sure. Are you positive you want to take on a murder case for your first trial? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Very well, then. Prosecution, please inform everyone in the court of the case at hand. Korndorf, yes, Your Honor. Kyle Itkin was murdered on December 21st at 1 a.m. He was stabbed in the back at waist level with the spiked pole. The pole cut several of his vital organs, killing him instantly. The pole was covered in Alan Lanigan's, the defendant's, fingerprints. The body had trace amounts of water all over it. With all this evidence, it's hard to believe the defendant's innocence. Judge, hmm, this case seems very obvious to me. I should probably hand down my verdict right now. Clover, objection, your honor. My client has the right to a fair trial, and he has not yet had one. Very true. Judge, seriously, he seems to be against us here. Mm-hmm. Judge, hmm, very well. Prosecution, you may call your first witness. Green, good job, Clover. Okay. Judge, very well. Oh, just a second, sorry. Korndorf, very well, Your Honor. Before that, the prosecution wishes to present the evidence it found during its investigation. Judge, very well. Let's see it. Korndorf, this is a photo taken by a security cam a little while after the crime was committed. Judge, very well. The witness may now take the stand. Korndorf, witness, name and occupation. Oh, good. This person's name is Catch. My name is Dan Ketch, and I work at the museum as the expert on icicles and other treasures. Korndorf, I'd like you to testify about the museum itself. Ketch, very well, as you wish. Dan Ketch's profile added to court record. Judge, excuse me, Mr. Ketch, before the defense cross-examines you, why do you have an icicle in your hand? Ketch, I like the feeling of cold in my hand. Oh, very well, then. Defense? Green. Careful, Clover. I smell a trap. He's a trap. 
The security cam photo shows the victim's face down in the snow, one hand outstretched with the spiked pole in his side. Ow. The icicle is quite sharp. Yeah. They usually are. And Dan Catch's profile says works at the museum as the expert on precious icicles and other treasures. Why are icicles <laughs> precious? I was going to say, what are precious icicles? Like, what makes them special? I don't know. All right. Dan Catch's testimony. The museum. All right. This is broken down into five statements. Okay. One, the museum currently has an icicle exhibit on display. Two, we ordered icicles from all around the world. Three, the place where the icicles are being delivered to is just a couple of blocks away. Four, that's probably why Mr. Molinow had Kyle to get one of the icicles. Five, anyway, we always get our exhibits at night. We can press any of those statements or object to any of those statements. I'm so confused. I am so confused. <laughs> so, do you think... Okay, so I think I know what happened. So basically, the guy who was just talking with the icicle, feeling the cold death in his hands, he stabbed Kyle to death with an icicle. It melted. That's why he was wet. And then he, like, put the spike thing in the guy's back to make it look like it was the thing. Entirely possible. So who is this Mr. Molly now? Or whatever. He has not been introduced yet. I would guess that he is like the director of the museum. We should try to figure out who that is. So let's talk to this dude about statement four. Okay, press statement four. I think that's reasonable. Peter? Yes? I think you're correct. Okay. We just need to figure out the path to get us there. Uh, hold it. Who's Mr. Molly now? My boss, the owner of the museum. Oh, okay then. Uh, we can press harder, leave it alone for now, or go back to something else. Press harder. Let's try something else. Never mind. Because <laughs> there's nothing to press harder. Because it's just like, oh, he's the owner. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what else we'll get out of that. So let's try something else. Oh, uh, that takes us to a whole other thing. Clover, so which icicle did he pick up anyway? Catch. Why, none other than the famous Mount Everest icicle. Clover, the what? It was found at the top of Mount Everest, hence its name. It is unmeltable, and it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> what? <laughs> My point exactly. Your honor, that icicle alone is enough to make anyone want to kill Mr. Itkin. Judge, oh my, you are absolutely correct. The court accepts this into evidence. Mount Everest icicle added into evidence. Nice. We did All something, right. guys. We did something. Korndorf, laughing. Judge, Mr. Korndorf, is that you? Why are you laughing? Mr. Clover just established that anyone had a reason to kill Mr. Itkin. Korndorf. Actually, the prosecution has already looked into this matter. On the date of the murder, nobody except those who worked at the museum even knew that there would be an icicle exhibit at the museum. Clover. What? 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 Korndorf. <laughs> Not only that, 
But there were only three workers who were not at the museum at the time of the crime. Clover, three. Korndorf, the defendant, the victim, and the owner of the museum, Ron Molino, who was on his way to a meeting when he saw the murder happen. Which brings us to our next witness, Mr. Molino. Clover, oh man, a witness who saw the murder happen? This could be very bad for Alan. What should I do? Should I raise an objection or let him testify? I think we have to let him testify. I'm not sure what we could object to at this point. Yeah, yeah there's nothing to object to. Yeah, okay. Let him testify. Clover, the defense is no objections, Your Honor. I'm not... Are you allowed to object to a witness being called? I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't know. Judge... Very well, then. Let's get this Mr. Molino on the stand. Korndorf, witness, name and occupation. Ron, my name is Ron Molino, and I am the owner of the local museum. Mr. Molino, please remind the court your relationship to this case. Ron, I'm fairly certain you called me here because I witnessed the murder, correct? Judge, (laughs) yes, that is correct. Now please testify as to what you saw. Okay... We get his testimony, and we have six statements. It was December 21st at 1 a.m., I believe. Two, I was on my way to my business meeting. Three, when suddenly, Alan jumped out from behind a bush. Four, it was a bush across from where I was standing. Five, there was a street lamp above him, but it was dark where I was. Six, Anyway, that's when Alan stabbed Kyle with the spiked pole. Okay. Well, uh, they didn't really establish that Kyle was there at all. Right. And why is he going to a business meeting at one in the goddamn morning? Uh, well, didn't they say that like their exhibits only come in at night or something? They do, but that's like, different from a business meeting. Maybe they're me. meeting about the shipment of icicles. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could press Alan jumped out from behind a bush. I mean, I'm just bugged that, like, there's a, he's just like, yeah, he stabbed Kyle, but, like, they never talked about that Kyle was there with him or anything. Right. I think Kyle was just, like, walking was along. He just, was he just chilling? Yeah. Like, I think Kyle was moving the Everest icicle. Okay. So which one did you want to object to? That he was going to a meeting at one in the morning? Yeah. That seems the most bizarre statement to me. That we might be able to find some sort of uh, discrepancy in. Yeah. Alright, Clover, hold it. What was that meeting about? Ron, does it have anything to do with the matter at hand? Clover, no, I guess not. What? <laughs> yes, it that does. doesn't... What? <laughs> you sons of bitches. All right, should we press something else? Should we yeah. object to something? Okay, object to the part. We need to object to something. Object, what were you, what was the other one you were saying, Eric? That was, that the, to the part where you said that Alan killed him? Uh, there are, let's see, we've got, when suddenly Alan jumped out from behind a bush. It was a bush across from where I was standing. There was a street lamp above him, but it was dark where I was. And anyway, that's when Alan stabbed Kyle with the spiked pole. Oh, we can also talk to Green and see if he gives us some advice. Let's talk to Green. All right. 
Clover, think about it. If Alan didn't kill Kyle, then there's only one other person who could have. <gasps> yeah, you're right. Now the question is, how do I prove it? Don't look at me. You're the defense attorney. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, okay. Um, so do we have options then? or? No, we've still got press and object to all of the statements. Um, do you all right, let's so... just go through them and object them all and see what happens. That's sort of, I'm kind of doing that. Oh. But you have to, when you object to something, you have to present evidence from the inventory uh, as, like, why you're objecting. So I'm trying to, like, figure this out. It's like a puzzle, guys. <laughs> I like, just love puzzles. What I'm focusing on is the autopsy report because it says that the body had trace amounts of water in it right Right. yeah there's no you don't get water from a pole right but then again he did die face down in the snow plus bodies are full of water (laughs) your mom's full of water (laughs) (laughs) you're the best judge ever I know I am you can't handle the truth. Well, what about the icicle? Like, okay, if if he was going to go and get the icicle, then what happened to it? Right. I think we still have it. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying different things. Do you think the tagline for Judge Booty would be hit it and acquit it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> hit it and acquit it. This has to exist. I can't imagine no one's done that before. Alright, I'm going to look it up. While look you guys up. are trying to figure this shit yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. This is the most interesting episode ever. <laughs> yeah, because we're all kind of just like, huh. Hmm. Okay, let's see. What hmm. if we press statement three? Hold it. Where was this bush? I was getting to that. I tried pressing all the statements. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't get anything good. All right. No. Hmm. Oh my god. Well, without looking at anything too closely through uh-huh. a Google search, there does appear to be a porno called Judge Booty's Bedroom Court. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So. That's kind and of amazing. She's black, apparently. <laughs> yeah, all right. Why not? Should we just make up our own ending? <laughs> Since we're stuck. So what happens when you're choosing stuff? Is it like is there's no way to disprove anything? Yeah, so far all I've gotten is maybe you're on the wrong track. But there's no way to like get out of this loop. Oh my god. Well, we have to object to something with the correct uh item. Item. I just don't know which But you've tried all which. of them, right? No, no way. 
I've definitely not gotten through all of them. <laughs> oh. I mean, I thought Jen said she did. No, I got through all the press statements, but there's a lot of things to object to. Oh. So, a lot of items you can use. It's a problem. Oh my god. <laughs> this story might have been a poor decision on my part. And I apologize. So there's, no way, there's no way to know. God, why is this so hard? Judge Booty. <laughs> hmm. <gasps> I got it. I figured it. I figured it What'd out. What'd you do? Okay. What so happened? We object to statement three, which is that Alan suddenly jumped out from behind a bush. Okay. Okay. All right. And the item that we're going to use to refute that statement is the spiked pole. Oh. Okay. What? Because it's very tall. And it's kind of hard to jump out from behind a bush hiding with a giant spiked pole. Okay. No, that's probably true. Objection, Your Honor. Let's take a look at this photo. <laughs> Notice the spiked pole's size. It's much taller than the average person. Desk slam. Thereby, Mr. Molino should have seen it. Korndorf, objection. Mr. Clover, it was 1 a.m. It would have been very duh. Clover, objection. Sorry, but not this time, Korndorf. The witness clearly testified that there was a street lamp. Yeah. Korndorf, so what's the point of all this, Clover? My point is, Mr. Molino never saw anybody come out from behind that bush. Ron, arg. <laughs> Korndorf, but, but if, Mar if Mr. Molino didn't ever see the spiked pole, where was it at the time of the murder? Judge, yes. How do you explain this one, Mr. Clover? Clover, this is it, the last nail in this guy's coffin. Your Honor, the spiked pole was here when the murder occurred. In Alan's hand, at Alan's apartment. In Mr. Molino's hands. Hmm. Well, definitely not in Mr. Molyneux's hands, probably. No. Uh, I think in Alan's hands. It's got his fingerprints all over it. And it must have well, been no, in no. It has to be in Mister Molyneux's hands because because the security cam picture shows that the dude is stabbed with the spiked pole. Ah, but I think Peter's right that he was originally stabbed with an icicle. Probably. So at the time of the murder, it wouldn't have been in his hands. It would have been a big old icicle in his hands. We say it was at Alan's house then. No. I think it was in Alan's hands. Or hands. I don't think so. No, because we're trying to we're trying to prove that it wasn't that Alan isn't the one that killed him. So we should never say that the murder weapon was in the guy's hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's but, say it's the other guy then. <laughs> but if he wasn't at the murder site, it's totally fine that it was in. But his we hands, haven't right? been able to prove that he wasn't at the murder site yet. Mm, that's true. So we should say uh, it's in the in the bad guy's hands. Okay. <laughs> in Mr. Molino's hands. I <laughs> like how we just call him the bad guy in court. Yeah. <laughs> it was the bad guy. <laughs> Alright. Isn't it obvious? The pole was in Mr. Molino's hands. Ron. What? what? Korndorf. But what about the fingerprints on the spiked pole? His were not on it. Clover. No, there wouldn't be, because he was wearing mittens. You are the lamest person in the world if you murder someone wearing mittens. 
Korndorf, objection. Let me guess. Now you're going to suggest that Mr. Molyneux killed Mr. Itkin, aren't you? And that he was trying to frame Alan. Clover, well, um, yeah. <laughs> Why is he so calm? Korndorf, but I must say, that is completely impossible, because that spiked pole is also very heavy. So heavy, in fact, that Mr. Molyneux couldn't even lift it more than a foot, not even waist level. How do you explain that, Mr. Clover? Judge, I want to know that, too. Clover, I have no idea. Can explain, explain everything. Dude, we can explain, explain everything. Yeah. Let us explain, explain everything. We got this, guys. Clover, I can explain everything. The reason is, the spiked pole is not the murder weapon. No, this is. Present the item that you think is the real murder weapon. Dude, icicle. This is the murder weapon, a common, sharp icicle. Let me explain. Mr. Molyneux couldn't lift the spiked pole which he stole from Alan, so he killed Mr. Itkin with an icicle, knowing it would melt, so his fingerprints could not be found anywhere on the body. After he was dead, he picked up the pole, while he was wearing mittens, about a foot off the ground, and placed it on the already dead Mr. Itkin. Ron, I admit it! Korndorf, <laughs> what? Ron, I admit that I killed Mr. Itkin. I needed that Mount Everest icicle. It would have put my entire family out of debt. We could have bought anything we wanted. Cars, a new house, not to mention get us out of debt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About ten minutes later. Judge, Mr. Korndorf, what is the state of Mr. Molyneux? Korndorf, he has been taken to the detention center, awaiting the future trial. Judge, well, um, very good then. On the case of Alan Lanigan, I find the defendant not guilty. Yay. Crowd. Yay. <laughs> Judge, very well then. Court is adjourned. Clover, congratulations, Alan. Alan, thank you so much, Mr. Clover. Now maybe people will stop treating me like I'm some sort of criminal. <laughs> Korndorf, Clover. Clover, <laughs> ah, oh, hello, Korndorf. Grr. I can't believe I lost to a new defense lawyer with my record. I swear I'll get you one day in court, Clover. Next time. One day, you will feel the wrath of getting a guilty verdict at the hands of me. One day. <laughs> nice. Okay. And so that's how I won my first case, and maybe my first trial. And made my first rival. I'm sorry, those are very close sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the drama was finally over, yet, little did I know, the real adventure was about to begin. Oh man, now we have to play episode two next week. <laughs> and we got a code, which is a blank. Try highlighting it. Oh. <laughs> You're so smart. I know, right? That's why you guys keep me around. I know. The code is court. <laughs> Damn it. Of course it is. Okay. So, yup. We so, did it, guys. Uh, a lot no of one that, died. No one died, and we spent about 15 minutes just going through Talking options. about random stuff. <laughs> but, yep. you know, the, the whole court thing was so easy. We didn't want to go through it too fast, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, on the upside, you were completely correct from the beginning. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's only because I saw an episode of Grey's Anatomy where a doctor slipped on the ice and then an icicle fell and stabbed her. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Grey's Anatomy. I'm a girl. I'm allowed. I used to watch ER all the time. Oh, dude. Nice. Never right. got into Grey's Anatomy, what is, though. What but... is your brother yelling about? I'm just curious. Yeah. Oh, League of Legends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Cool. Yeah, no, he's downstairs shouting at uh, his brother and their friend, encouraging them to do better. Well, so what was that story called again? I'm sorry. Clover 7, Ace Attorney, Episode 1, Turnabout Museum, exclamation point. By some guy. By Silverman. Not to be confused with the Silver Surfer. Different people. Or Uh, Silver Lady. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That story is on ChooseYourStory.com. You can play it and see if you win as well. If you forget what the answer is. And uh, (laughs) we're going to play. Should we just play part two next time? I think we should. Okay. Okay. Now that we kind of understand how it works. All right. I'm down with that. And as well, you listeners can, uh, if you're into it, you can check out Judge Booty that apparently does exist. (laughs) Um, If you've ever had a fetish for Judge Judy. (laughs) Right. If you've ever had a fetish for Judge Judy, but you really wished she was black. (laughs) Oh, man. Should every episode now come with, like, a porn recommendation at the end? No, I think that that would be terrible. That's a terrible idea. Uh, We'll do it this one time, but not every time. This is the only porn recommendation you were getting from us. For now. For now. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe there's a Carmen Sandiego one, too. Oh, I bet there's Carmen Sandiego porn. But I won't ruin everyone's childhoods by looking that up so you listeners can look that up yourselves (laughs) (laughs) and send anything you find to me thank you yes nice eric is in bed waiting for you to send him (laughs) uh so not porno stuff that you guys can check out um our facebook page at facebook.com slash g-y-o-w podcast or you could search for Go Your Own Way under the podcast section of iTunes and um, subscribe to us. Either way, Facebook or iTunes, you should get access to the episodes pretty much immediately as soon as they're up. So that's the best way to keep in touch with the stories and shit that we do on this show. No! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Or I think I think we are we good. I think we're good. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Hope you guys had fun. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Listen to us next time, and we'll talk to you next time, listeners. Shut up, Peter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, guys. looking for more magical podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.